Hello and thank you for joining us for this uh, live Bible study. Uh, well, you might not be watching it live and, and if you're just catching up afterwards, you're welcome as well. And we've started talking about uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. Uh, and in fact, uh, I could even title it the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of every believer. Because we're looking at what the Holy Spirit does in the, in, in the life of any Christian. Now, there's been, there's been a lot of confusion about the Holy Spirit. And some people wondered about, you know, when they hear about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they think, well, you know, it, it almost sounds like if, if, if I don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then I'm not a Christian or that I don't even have the Holy Spirit. And they get confused. They think, well, I've received Jesus, but I've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. So does that mean I'm not saved? Well, I'm just trying to help clarify some of these things and look in the scriptures and uh, bring it's important any areas where we're confused you'll find that the, the word of God gives us the clarity and a lot of times the confusion comes because we don't really know exactly what the word is saying uh, and as a teacher it's my desire to bring that clarity and help people to see what the word is saying so uh, the, the first thing let me just say this I'll explore this as much today today we'll talk about this a bit more later on but the Bible shows that, that there is what, what we could call the Holy Spirit within. There is a work of the Spirit within us. And you'll find these words in or within. Uh, you'll also find some scriptures which talk about the Holy Spirit upon. So within and upon. Now, this might seem like a very subtle difference, but it actually does have quite a lot to do with different works of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So for now, I'm going to focus on, on scriptures which show the Holy Spirit within or in us. And I, I want you to understand that whether you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit or not, you do have the Holy Spirit within you if you have received Jesus. Now, let me say that another way. If you have received Jesus, you do have the Holy Spirit, whether you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit or not. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate, distinct work available to us and we'll do some teaching on that as well but let's look at what the holy spirit does within every person every believer who has received jesus and and hopefully this will help just give you some some answers and a bit of peace over this issue because people get confused and say well i, I know i've got the holy spirit i haven't been baptized in the holy spirit but i know i received jesus and i've sensed the holy spirit and i'm confused well let's clear that out now, if we go, if we go, let's, let's start at the prophecy in the Old Testament, in Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 36. I've got a few scriptures I'm going to try and get through in a short time today. But uh, they all show us the same truth and bring clarity. Um, Ezekiel 36, starting from verse 25 to verse 27. It says this. Now God is speaking out in, in the Old Testament. He's prophesying about what is, he's going to do. Um, this is then, then verse uh, Ezekiel 36, 25, then I will sprinkle clean water on you. Now this is when he says, I, this is God speaking here. And one of the things I love about this passage is, is he keeps saying, I will, I will. God is making promises, but he's also making commitment of what he will do in your life. He's not saying you must do this. These are works that he does in, in, in our lives. And this is amazing, really. He says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you 
and you shall be clean. He doesn't say you'll clean yourself. He says you shall be clean. Why? Because God sprinkled clean water on us. Uh, and, and then the next phrase goes on. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Many Christians try to cleanse themselves, but I love this. God says, I will cleanse you. Verse 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. Notice that within, because we're going to see that again. I will take the hearts of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Now, he doesn't stop there. The next verse says, I, God again promising, I will put my spirit within you. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Now, notice here that in connection to God saying, I will cleanse you, I'll put a new heart in you. He also says, I will put my spirit within you. There's no indication here in this verse that these are separate things. Putting the spirit within is what we're talking about. Okay. Um, so it, it, they related in context here of God cleansing us and putting a new heart inside of us. He talks about his spirit. Let's look into the New Testament and, and, and see how this actually played out in reality. What actually happened? Because there's some beautiful insight here. So let's go to Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3. Uh, and verse 3 up to verse, oh, verse 5. Verse 3 to 5. Um, verse 3, Titus 3, 3. For we ourselves were once also. So were also once. Now, when he says were, that's past tense. He's talking about the way we were. And he's talking to Christians. We there refers to Christians. We were. This is the way things were in the past. We were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hate, hateful and hating one another. Well, those sound like some pretty ungodly things. But the good news is, says you were those. Verse four, beautiful passage in verse four. And I've said this many, many times, that in the New Testament writers, you'll see that they talk about the way something was. And then you'll see a phrase like this, but God, or but when, or but he. In other words, it's showing it's not something changed. It's not the way it was. What I've just described in previous verses, no longer the way it is for us. And he's talking to Christians. But when... The kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. So in other words, God did something. Now, remember in Ezekiel, that's what he said. I, I will do these things. So, but when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared toward men. Well, that, that, that's, that's what happened through Jesus. We understand that. Um, and it goes on and says, but according to his mercy... He saved us. This is in what he's what he's about to say. And I'm going to show you something about the Holy Spirit. What he's about to say is in context of our salvation. It is in context of when we received Jesus, when we were we were sinners, but we received Jesus and he made a change take place. And in the last few days, I've talked a bit about those changes. We've talked about being made a new creation in Christ Jesus. The day you receive Jesus, you are made a new creation. 
Let's look at the way he words it in this verse. Uh, but, but according to his mercy, he saved us through, now he's, he's going to describe that salvation, how he saved us and what happened, through the washing of regeneration. Now, the word regeneration there, it's made up of two Greek words, and it basically means new nature. Or it could also be translated new birth. Uh, the translators have chosen to say regeneration, but those two Greek words that it's made up with, they put together, have the idea of new birth or, 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 or new nature. He gives us a new nature on the inside. This, is, this right here, he's describing the new creation. When we are created in Christ Jesus, the day we receive Jesus. So he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing. Remember, we're a new cre creation. If you renew something, you make it new again. So all of this is describing what happens to our salvation when we receive Jesus. So through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. There's the Holy Spirit right there. Who did this work? Who is the one who regenerated us? Who is the one who, who cleansed us? Now, we are washed by the blood of Jesus, but it's the Holy Spirit who does the washing. He is the one who renews and regenerates us. This is a work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a person the day they receive Jesus. We are, we are regenerated by the Holy Spirit because the context of this verse is salvation. Now that, that right there hopefully should clear up some confusion for people who say, well, I, you know, if I'm saved, do I have the Holy Spirit? Yes, right there, the Holy Spirit. If you have received Jesus into your life, then the Holy Spirit has done a work in your life and in your heart. Let's see this in some other scriptures. Well, Corinthians chapter 6, starting in verse 9. See, clarity of the word of God clears up confusion. This is why we need teaching. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, very similar to Titus. He says this, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Now we look at that and we, you know, we preach all kind of messages to, to, to people who, who we could find in that list. We could attack them. Oh, you can't have the kingdom of God. But notice this. Notice verse 11. This, this is what you need to pay attention to. Okay. This is sometimes Christians focus on the negative. He's, he lists those things. To make the point he's making in verse 11. Verse 11 says, and such were some of you. Were is past tense. And he's, again, he's talking to Christians. He's saying we were all like that at one time. We, were, we were all had things in our lives that were not in line with the kingdom of God. But here's the good news. Here is the but. Verse 11, and such were some of you, but you were washed. You were washed. In other words, there was a change that took place. When did that change take place? It took place the day we received Jesus. This is salvation here, talking about this again. Now, none, none of us were perfect. Now, you don't become a Christian by being perfect. Everybody who's received Jesus had something in their life that was ungodly or wasn't in line with the kingdom of God before we received Jesus. But he says here, but you were washed. Uh, but you were sanctified. All of these are past tense. 
This is this happened when when we received Jesus washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus. And here it is again by the spirit of our God who did this work. Who is the one who washed us? Who is the one who sanctified us? Who is the one who justified us? It was a work of the Holy Spirit the day we received Jesus into our life. That transformation, that cleaning, we couldn't do it ourselves. So there is a work of the Spirit of God that takes place in a person's life the day they receive Jesus. And like I said, I love that where he says, and such were some of you, but you were washed. Such a powerful truth. Do you know that a liar who has been washed by the Spirit of God and by the blood of Jesus is no longer a liar. They are sanctified. They are justified. Christians talking because they know they've done things wrong. Say, well, I'm a sinner. No, a li- according to this verse, a change took place. A-, a fornicator who is washed is no longer a fornicator. So I don't read that verse and think, oh, you know, I've I've done things wrong, therefore I can't inherit the kingdom of God. No, there is a washing, a work of regeneration that the Spirit of God does in the life of a person the day they receive Jesus. We've not received, many Christians have not got the reality of this. They've received Jesus, but they still feel dirty. They still think of themselves as dirty and still think of themselves as a sinner. We need to get a hold of the reality of the fact that the Spirit of God has done a work inside of me. Who am I on the inside now? In Christ, I am washed and regenerated. I'm a new creation. I have been cleansed and sanctified and justified. Now, it'll do you good to actually speak that out of your mouth. Acknowledge these truths that we're teaching you. Because when you speak them out of your mouth, they become more real to you. And say, take the scriptures and say, Father, I thank you that you have done a work in my life. Give him the credit. I thank you that you did this. You washed me when I was unwashable. You cleansed me when I was far from you. You regenerated me and your Holy Spirit, acknowledge this, the Holy Spirit did a work of regeneration in my life. (laughs) That's wonderful. Now, let let me close in one more verse. Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. Now, this verse has caused confusion. So I I laid the groundwork before I got to this verse because I want you to see this truth as well. Romans 8 verse 9 says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. My word, this scripture is being used to try and claim that people who don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit are not Christians. And people have misunderstood. This is where confusion comes. People think, well, are you saying if I'm not baptized in the Holy Spirit, I am not a Christian? Because the Bible says if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. This verse is not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This verse is talking about what I've just spoken to you about. This verse, if you notice here, he talks about the Spirit of God dwells in you. In fact, many of the truths in Romans 8 have got nothing or not about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The many of the truths in Romans 8 about what the Holy Spirit does in the life of a person are things that happen for every Christian who has received Jesus. These are the inner workings that happen, the inner workings of the Holy Spirit. 
So when he says, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his, he's, talk, he's basically saying this, if anyone does not have that work of the Holy Spirit of regeneration on the inside of them, then they are not a Christian. In other words, what makes someone a Christian is not whether they go to church, not what, it's not whether they were raised in a Christian family, it's not whether they were raised in a Christian home or a Christian nation. That None of those things make someone a Christian. He said the only thing that makes someone a Christian is whether they have had that work of regeneration on the inside by the Spirit of God. And he says if you don't have the Spirit of God, then you're not in that group. But if you have, so when does that work of regeneration happen? That happens when you receive Jesus. That happens when we pray what we could call a sinner's prayer and we invite Jesus into our lives. We repent of our sins and we welcome him and we make him Lord of our lives. When you become a Christian, then you have the spirit of Christ and you are his. We said yesterday, what's that seal inside of you? Every believer, whether they've been baptized in the Holy Spirit or not, that's a separate work. That happens afterwards. That's something else. But rest secure knowing that if I have the Holy Spirit and if I have had that work of regeneration happen on the inside of me, then I am his. He has marked me with a seal. He has regenerated me. A powerful work of the Holy Spirit happened inside me that renewed and regenerated and cleansed me. I'm no longer who I was. I haven't just turned my back on those ways and decided to try to live a new way. I have actually had a work of the Spirit of God take place on the inside of me that cleansed me from those old ways. See, when you become a Christian, you're not just trying to, let's try and live a new life. Let's try to change. This is a work of God. This is a work where God said, I will cleanse you. I will put my spirit inside of you. And this happens in the life of everybody who has received Jesus, who has prayed what we call a sin's prayer, different terminology, received Jesus, being born again. And this is the only thing that makes someone a Christian. The only thing that makes someone a Christian, that where you become God's, that the only thing is that a work of the Holy Spirit has been done inside of your heart. That work happens when we pray to receive Jesus. But that's the only thing that makes someone a Christian. Now, if you think to this and you're thinking, well, you know, I'm not sure if I've ever had that happen in my life. And, you know, I've been going to church. I thought I was a Christian because I attended a church. You know, I like what my minister used to say. He says, you know, going to McDonald's doesn't make you a hamburger, okay? Or, or you could spend your whole life living in a garage. It doesn't make you a car. You don't become a car just because you live in a garage or go to a garage. You don't become a Christian just because you go to a church. Becoming a Christian is a conscious act where you receive Jesus into your life and you welcome him and you welcome the work of cleansing that he does. You acknowledge you can't do it yourself. Lord God, I can't fix myself. I can't clean myself. I need you to clean me. I need to receive Jesus. And, and you can pray that prayer. We'll, we'll pray or pray just right now in a moment where you can do that. But I'm going to tell you this. No matter how long you've been a Christian, if you pray this prayer and you believe and you receive Jesus into your life, what I've spoken about today happens. There is a work of the Spirit of God that will happen in your life right then and right there where he will regenerate you and cleanse you and wash you. And then you will know I have the spirit of God and I am his. His spirit will come to live inside of you. 
the day you receive Jesus. So if you haven't received Jesus, whether whether you've never been to church in your life, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how bad you are, it doesn't matter what, what condition your life is in, this is the beauty of the gospel. You come as you are. It doesn't matter what has been in your life before you receive Jesus. I listed off some things there which, you know, often get pointed as people do this, people do this, oh, they can't be a Christian. No, no everybody can be a Christian. doesn't matter how bad your life is. Jesus died for the sin. He didn't die for the perfect people. So let's, let's pray this. I'm going to invite every one of you to pray this. Even if you are a Christian, pray this prayer with me. And, and if you want to receive Jesus into your life, pray this prayer. And then contact us as well, just so we can help you in, in, in your, your first steps as a Christian. So let's pray. Father God, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Now pray this prayer with me. Repeat these words. I recognize that I need Jesus in my life. I recognize that I can't clean myself. I recognize that there are things in my life that are not of God. And I desire that cleansing work from you. I want to be clean, Lord God. I want you to clean my life. So I'm going to take a step right now and I'm going to receive Jesus. I'm going to ask you, Father God. I'm going to invite Jesus into my life. I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. And, and, and Jesus was raised from the dead for me. And I believe in that, that work that he did. And right now, I open my heart and I, and I, and I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. Jesus, come into my heart. Do this work of the Holy Spirit inside of me and regenerate me. Make me new and clean me. And I thank you for that. Now, Jesus is Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And it might seem like a simple prayer, but that's all it takes. It's a step of faith to invite him into your life, and then he cleanses you. If you've just prayed that prayer, the Spirit of God has just done a work in your life. You might not feel it. You might feel amazing. It doesn't make any difference. But that work happens in the inside. The Holy Spirit comes in and he lives on the inside. And now he continues that work. That work that he started in your life will continue as you walk closer to God. That's the start of a brand new life, a new creation that takes place right there. It's amazing. It's that simple. So I want to encourage you, especially if you prayed that prayer, keep listening to these videos. I do them each day. We're going to help you grow as a Christian, give you the milk of the word, give you clarity and understanding. So we'll be back again at the same time tomorrow for some more. And every day, Monday to Friday, we're going to keep this on. But let's, let's thank God for the work that the Holy Spirit has done in my life to cleanse me and regenerate and renew me the day I receive Jesus. So God bless you. We'll see you again tomorrow.